Yeah. 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 <laughs> quick, quick, name the song. Name the song. Not Dirty. Does anybody know what that's from? Is that um, Lil Wayne? No, I'll give you a hint. It's T-Pain. Five, four, three, zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what am I saying? Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kiss, kiss, baby. (laughs) And just like Chris Brown's, uh, well, not even like his career, I shouldn't say that. It's totally fine, but let's watch a clip. Oh. So what you just saw there was uh, somebody turning to lock the door while they're uh, taking their dog out. And the dog saw a squirrel, I believe, was the uh, caption. Squirrel. And went for uh, went for a run. <laughs> taking her with them. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's okay. So um, we got the whole team here. As we always do when there's a shitty game, we just avoid talking about it and... You know, deflect and talk about other things. How's everybody doing? Darty, long time no see. What's up? How you been? I, I've been, uh, well, I've been better. <laughs> I've definitely been better. Uh, but I didn't want to miss a playoff game. And this was not one that could be missed. However, if you did miss it, you know, you, your blood might not be boiling tomorrow morning. All right. <laughs> Yeah, a lot to take away from this one, and we'll get through it. But, uh, I mean, outside of, of game time, how's life been? It's a long time since we've heard from you. Life's good. Life life is good. I am just, uh, you know, being a dad comes with a lot of responsibilities. And, unfortunately, one of those responsibilities isn't maintaining your, your peak physical form. So I'm learning <laughs> that, uh, I'm learning that you know, you do lose a lot of your downtime. And a lot of my downtime involved, like, you know, running and going to the gym and all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping to get it back eventually. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to call myself Donut Darty right now because, like, I'm starting to get my, <laughs> my current form is a little bit heavier than I, I would like. But, uh, you know. <laughs> The kid, the kid seems to think that I'm, uh, I'm Superman, so I'll take it. <laughs> oh, That's well, all that matters, then. They don't call it dad bod for nothing, though. <laughs> You've earned it. No, hey. I'm glad to hear everything's going well. And I uh, love dad bods. Steph, any, uh, anything interesting going on in the last hour in your life? Well. <clears throat> We're going on strike tomorrow. All the federal workers are going on strike. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking for a picket line <laughs> right before the game and figuring out what the hell to do. Oh, my God. But Yeah, totally unrelated in case you missed it. During the game, the uh, what's the the uh, what's the abbreviation? P- uh, PC P-S-H. or PSAC. It's P-S-A-C. the large, yeah, largest public union in servers Canada. alliance of Canada. Um it's 155,000 workers that are going on strike, which is uh, including CRA, immigration, uh, Coast Guard, like, I don't know, you name it, RCMP, Everything. parts of yeah. that. Like, it's it's affecting everybody. So, uh, going to be an interesting week. But, My uh, girlfriend's on strike now, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Where's she yeah. at? If you can say, uh, she's an ISIS. She does web publishing and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Ooh, ISIS. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's clear Jesus. that up right now. <laughs> if only NHL referees were going on strike, that would be amazing. 
Yeah, because... Uh, I don't know what the f*** that was. At all. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup. Roscoe, the fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Do we get a new song every intro now, or what's the deal? <laughs> no, this is just the new one, buddy. We're vibing to some uh, Deep House now. <laughs> I think that's what the kids call it. But uh, yeah, new intro. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night, where it's... Uh, Never too late for the Leafs, even though sometimes it looks like it. Um, presented by Inside the Rink, we got the whole team here: Beaner, Southey, Steph, the Fanalist, and Darty Brodeur. <sighs> game one, guys. Game one. Game one. Uh, a lot one of people predicted. Loss. Yeah, they predicted that there would be a loss tonight and four wins straight. So I'm hoping we are on that ship. <laughs> Yeah, um, to start it off, right off the bat, it was all lightning. I mean, the Leafs could not get out of their zone. It was, uh, what do we call it, nerves? Like, I'm I think it's just a build-up. This team was on their heels the whole game. Like, especially in the first period, like, their gap control was just garbage. Tampa Bay had so much room to move around, pass the puck, and set up. It was ridiculous. Like, they... I don't think they weren't prepared to play, but they just came out so flat that it tainted the whole game. I mean, look, when the entire last calendar 365 days has been talking about this series, I mean, it's hard to shake how important it is to the Leafs. I mean, the Lightning, it's just another playoff run for them. But uh, for the Leafs, this is extremely important. The pressure's on. Most analysts have them winning this. Like, they know that it's make or break. There's a lot of people on the line job-wise and position-wise. So <sighs> I hated to see that look like it was getting to them at the beginning of the game. Yeah. They uh, were not he... playing like we've seen them play. Like They did not finish the season by with the amount of points they had by playing like that. Correction. We no. have seen them play like this, just not recently. <laughs> not when it matters, man. Like... No, and like Southey and I brought it up in our group chat. Like this isn't this isn't the same team. This isn't what we saw for the last eighty-two. It sounds so cliche and and so stereotypical of what you would say after a bad loss, but you legitimately have to just throw this out, wipe the slate clean, and play like you know you can play. You played the Bruins this year and you played them well. You played Tampa last week and you played them well, without some of your big guns. You can do this. You just need to actually play. I don't know what it was. Yarncroke didn't look great tonight. Marner didn't look like he was fully there tonight. I'm not trying to pick on certain people. Just they didn't look. They didn't look as sharp or as crisp as they normally do. And get TJ Brody away from Justin Hall as far as you fucking can. Because I felt like every time Brody was on the ice tonight, I swore Hall stole his jersey. Like, so many different mistakes he did like the the point goal when point was basically all alone out in front why did brody chase over in the corner there 
I know. Yeah, so I'm like him here, but like, yeah, this like there were so many different plays like that. I don't know if Brody saw something going on and he's like, okay, I got to try to do everything myself. Well, newsflash: you're not Bobby Orr, you're not Kale McCarr. You can't do everything by yourself. There was a lot of desperation plays. Like usually, we see this team able to slow down and control the game, and there were so many times where you'd see somebody coming at them, and it was just a panic, like throw it into open ice where there was nobody there. Like it wasn't even trying to make a pass. So yeah. many people were doing that. It's just, it was so unlike everybody. I mean, I I was talking in our, our voice chat on uh, Discord. If you'd like to join us, hop in our Discord. We were uh, doing live voice chats. There were a bunch of people on. It was fun. Um, William Nylander continues to show up, but, uh, you know, you can't one-man it in the playoffs. Like, you're not able to get around all these defensemen on your own. And as much as some of them were trying, it was a matter of communication and and passing that was just not there tonight. Yeah, um, obviously Tampa tonight uh, converting on the first turnover of the first period there. Um, Baumar scoring. You know, Czar couldn't clear the zone and backhand no-look passes, like you said, Roscoe, way too many. And they look great when it works. You look like a genius when they work out. But when they don't, you look like a complete fool, like, no looky passes is going to be the death of this team in the series if they don't clean up these little mistakes, right, that turn out to cost you because it was right through the lineup. Uh, the core, the bottom six, the D, the goaltending. I mean, Sammy straight up said in the postgame interview that he played like shit today and no one really expected this kind of play from Sammy, but he didn't have much help in front of him either. No, and I mean, we'll get to the officiating. It, as good or bad as some of the calls were, the amount of power play opportunities that Tampa had, like, it just, it means all your stars are benched while you're on the penalty kill. You've got guys that are going to be tired because they're killing their, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh penalty of the night. Like, he was hung up to dry. It's not really his fault on some of those. Like, yeah, there were a couple bad ones, and, you know, we'll get to the one that was reviewed and called a goal that's questionable but really i wouldn't fault him for more than a couple of those goals tonight the Braden point no. backhand five hole was bad the five hole one was the only one i was gonna say was really glaring <laughs> but i mean really nothing was that awful i think it was more so about the hot and ready pizzas i found that tonight <laughs> there were a ton of rebounds uh especially in true. the first mm-hmm. period um, the Sorelli goal came off the third attempt on a rebound. The first goal was on a rebound. Like, just I felt like there was a bunch of mess in front of the goal and no one knew where the puck was and they're just scrambling. But Tampa seemed to be the first one on it at all times. They were winning their puck battles. They were intercepting plays. I mean, it was a tease every time Matthews tried to zoom into Tampa's blue line, but it would just get interrupted. Uh, It it was just (laughs) no high danger chances tonight. Yeah, it's like I I was trying to say, like everybody was having these one man efforts where they're trying to break through. But, you know, if you can't get it to somebody who's open, it just it doesn't seem like a high danger shot. Was the problem too? Like it started at all three zones too. Like in their defensive end, they were chasing around, and then when they tried to break out, they never could have speed. And if they did, it would be like one shift in the first period where the Tavares and O'Reilly line they had, I think, two good shifts, but they could never string like two or three shifts together. Like there was never any sustained pressure whatsoever, and that kind of like 
uh, set the tone for the rest of the game, right? In the second period, they picked it up a little bit, but then they fell back to that same thing. There's no consistency. Everyone was not playing the way they should or can. And, and then, like Justin said earlier, like, this is a type of game. You just you go into the dressing room, like, that was fucked. We fucked up. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Move on to game two. Yeah, and it sucked because it looked like towards the end of the first period, they were starting to turn things around. They evened up the offensive possession time. They were starting to even the shots up. The hits mm-hmm. were even. Like, they were, they seemed like they were starting to compete finally after starting, yeah. like, garbage. And then it's like... <sighs> One of the biggest killers in hockey is having a goal scored on you in the dying seconds of a period. And Tampa just threw two daggers tonight with that. Like, that's really, really hard to go into the locker room already deflated. And then it's like, ah, fuck. That's that's it. The buzzer is going to go and we're down another one. Like, we literally can't answer that. Darty, you had your hand up. What's up? I don't know where we're at because the uh, I got kicked out. I have you uh, did, bro. I unmuted, then it muted me muted. again. So we're having You're some muted. technical issues here. Um, I kind of feel like the Leafs right now. Like every time everything you know I want something to happen, it's just going the opposite way. <laughs> like it just seems very strange. But um, so I want to go back to uh, talking about that first goal. All right, why the hell are we getting goals scored on us by fourth liners? Okay. Um, my answer is that I've been saying this all season that Pierre Edouard Belmar is a sneaky son of a bitch. I'm the only person, <laughs> not on this, only on this podcast, let alone Leafs Nation, has been saying this about Tampa. You got to watch out for that fourth line, all right? Especially Belmar. He's like the most unknown, known, fucking shitty good player. Like, <laughs> like he I, he was a he was a huge deciding factor on that on the Vegas Golden Knights run. That's my belief. The first time the, the Knights ran, you have to be like I don't know who keeps gonna have on that fourth line, but those guys like that like Belmar is sneaky good, and the rest of those fucking clowns are pretty good too. So you can't just like let let like soft goals in from them. Like they have, you know, if our top lines are not scoring, like it's gonna look even more miserable when guys like fucking Belmar are scoring on us. Um, my next one is Justin Hall was frighteningly normal this game. All right, was he not? Like, <laughs> yeah, not to mention he's been Oregon normal Riley. for he the, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I saw worse turnovers from. I mean, like you were saying, Riley and Brody, like. It was the yeah. the guys that needed to really hold it down back there that weren't. And the as much as like I, I keep coming back to this, but like I don't know what took over these guys, but they weren't playing like a team until they went on the power play and, and were able to connect there. But the the lineups just weren't really clicking tonight. And it's not even just Belmar there on the fourth line. We got to take note of Corey Perry with three points tonight, a goal and two assists. Um, he was the one who had the backhand no-look pass go straight to his skates, and he was able to hold on to the puck while Camp was riding him around the net. And then it's just a mess in front. And, of course, it's right on Belmar's stick, who has the only open stick, it seemed, because Gio was half in the net. Everyone's kind of just scrambling, and it's so fast you're like oh shit 119 into the first period and tampa scored the first goal here's the problem who should have had belmer which one hall Mm. yeah but that's the stats point like perry was a problem we played four minutes at one point he had a goal assist and drew a penalty that's in like a handful of shifts 
Corey yeah. Perry tonight actually leading shots with on Tampa with seven uh, shots Jesus. on net. What's his ice time? Couldn't have been that much, especially after 13, the first two. 1349 and 455 on the power play. Yeah, his whole thing, though, is he'll probably register two shots every time he goes up in front of the net because he's jamming at it, right? Yeah. But he also was able to really keep the Leafs. Like when I think it was in the first period when they they iced it twice and Riley got stuck out there for like two minutes. Yeah. And it, it just seemed like as much as they were competing physically, it was really just the mental game that they were losing tonight. Like they were they seemed so off. And that's unfortunate because, you know, that's the thing that everybody's been hoping that they can break. And it's a really bad example of it in game one. So yeah, let's just it, shake it off and fuck. I said it earlier too, like especially in the first, like their gap control was just so brutal. Tampa Bay had way, way too much space to operate. And if they have that much space with the players they do, they're gonna they're gonna fuck you up like they did in the first. Yeah. yeah. So we gotta talk about something positive, uh, which is um Jake McCabe is laying down hits, baby. <laughs> he was great. Seven hits tonight, leading or tying Achari with a lead. Um, next in line was Matthews with five hits. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought McCabe was great in his first NHL playoff game. Um, I thought he was the most noticeable D out there. Um, yeah. The one not letting getting hung to dry anyways. Um, the guy was blocking left, right, and center. Uh, it's too bad he took that high-sticking uh, penalty in the first, but I mean, he seems to be good for a penalty every game, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and that one, I mean, he did get slapped in the face suck. by Perry Stick right before he got called for that. So it's just the yeah, the calls tonight were a little out there. Yeah, who was it that he <laughs> just absolutely went through at uh, the blue line there? Oh, Asimov. Yes, Asimov. Yeah. Oh. Is that where you took him out of the game? So, yeah. we had Victor Hedman yeah, leaving the game. Yeah, he's just doing that to get Asimov the fucking bunting out of the, out of the and series, then all right? Chernock's, Chernock's a little baby. The game, grow up the from that. I'm so, sorry, but I watched um, that over and over again. Yeah, Michael Bunting, who is like the tiniest little fucking son of a bitch on the ice. Yeah, grow up, Chernock, all right? Like, that's like that's that's also a huge fuck. If he's actually hurt, then that guy's made of glass. I'm sorry, but get better. But otherwise, like, quit being soft and, you know, get back in the game. Sorry, that's like that wasn't a real hit. That was a bogus. Like, uh, like even Bunting was fanning on that one too. Like, there were some real hits out there. That wasn't one of them, and that and everybody fucking knows it. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, since we're going there, two things can be true here. Michael Bunting made a stupid hit. Chernak embellished it and hurt himself those two things can both be true that can be a stupid elbow to the head that would have gotten called and i think with the amount of contact chernak should not have flown up as much as he did and lost his balance like he definitely was trying to make it seem like he got hit in case you know he's trying to draw a penalty and he lost his balance doing it and he hit his head on the ice it's unfortunate and i hope he's better but really like the contact from Bunting, in my opinion, is not what knocked him all the way onto his ass. It was him not bracing himself on purpose to try to draw a penalty. We saw that with them last series, though, the embellishment last year. 
they were always whipping their heads back. So this team is basically taught to do that. But that being said, there's no re. I know it's playoffs. I know that's the style he plays. Even if he got shoulder to chest, that's interference. There's no reason for him to play anybody there whatsoever. Exactly why I say two things are true here. It's a yeah. stupid hit, but Chernak also hurt himself by not h- taking the hit safely and trying to draw a penalty. I don't see it that way what? completely. I don't think he saw it as much as you guys think he did. And he got caught maybe on a loose jaw and that could like jar you out. So I, I honestly think Bunting is completely at fault for this. It's stupid. The guy can't control his emotions. There's no fucking way he should be a first line winger, especially in the playoffs when he has to step it up with Matthews and Marner. I'm so disappointed in Bunting tonight. Well, and this is what we've been talking about for the last Three couple games, of weeks. Like, I, what do we want to see from him? What are we worried about now? What's the suspension? He's getting game? three. That's it. Like, it's the Leafs. Like, don't one everybody cry. If he gets one, we shall be cheering. He's getting three games. So, I mean, the rule is. So the two. rule is the rule is generally in the playoffs it's half whatever would it would be in the regular season. So to say it's three games would be this is a six game suspension in the regular season. So that's a little bit of a stretch, I think. I'd say, yeah. based on what we've seen from suspensions this year, he might get one game. Like this might be a two game suspension based on what we've seen this season. Maybe it's three and they give him like two games, but I don't know how it works when it when it gets to three if it, what they do when they round up or down, but I, I don't I see it being more than two. two games. Yeah. yeah it's, it's hard to say. Not. And it's just unfortunate, right? Poor uh, Corey Perry scoring on this power play that the Tampa uh, Bay lightning get, and then it gets reviewed and they go back on the power play because it's a coach's challenge that fails. Like tonight, it, when you look at all the goals right after the first two in the first period, it was six power play goals in a row. And this is why I've been so picky about the power play this year because it will make or break series sometimes. And I mean, Toronto scoring two or two out of four power plays. We did great tonight. The problem is getting the call in your favor. And if it keeps going back to Tampa, man, it could be death row. So just to loop it back, because I do want to finish talking about bunting um, without having somebody there that's the antagonist on the team uh, for the next presumably game or two. Who do you want to see fill uh, the top line wing role and uh, what do you want to see the Leafs adjust to without him there? I want. I... Uh, sorry, go sorry. ahead, Beener. Um, initially, I was going to say Yarncroke up there. Yarncroke has had really good chemistry with Mitch and with Austin but realistically at this point put Willie up top there load up that top line Matthews Willie and Marner bring in Nyes have Nyes O'Reilly and Tavares on your second line Yarnko can drop down to the third it evens everything out and that quote-unquote pesk factor Bunting hasn't been able to actually bring that because of how calls have been called against him for the last half of the season. Laffrey yeah. can bring it better. Achari can bring it better. Achari brought a lot of it tonight. I thought he was doing a really good job of that. So we can get it from those guys, and they're not getting penalties called against them because their name's not the, Michael Bunting. And in the playoffs, like when the game tightens up too, like I don't trust Bunting to have that skill level where he can jump up where Matthews and Marner, like not that he's going to be there, but like he's not even really close. 
Whereas at least if Nyes is playing with O'Reilly, Tavares, he can play there. That's what he is. He's thoroughbred. He's not meant to be in the bottom six. And if you have Willie up there with Martyr and Matthews, that's a huge difference. And I think that's what you got to do. Regardless if Bunting's suspended or not, I would put him in like Zara's spot. Not to mention, like, Nyes thrives on the playoff-style offense. He loves battling on the boards, digging in behind the net, digging for it. He's not a floater who's going to float around this, you know, the face-off circles trying to stay open, waiting for a puck. He's going in there, and he's getting it because he's a big, he's big boy who can throw his weight around. So the question that I want to finish the bunting talk on is, uh, I know it's one game, but after the regular season ends, there's such a microscope on the few games that are played here in the postseason. Uh, he's looking for a contract. Did this just affect that in a major way? If he's suspended Depends for a couple games of this series? Not, but yes, 100%. I mean, I know skill-wise he's not Kadri, but I mean, look what it did there. Like, if if any part of the series is affected by him missing games, like, he's not getting re-signed here. There's a potential I think he could still get re-signed, but he's definitely not going to get the money he was wanting. Especially after this exactly. season, plus his plus this potential suspension, right? Or what he can get on the open market. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say he's a, a player of consequence on the team per se, but I mean he's he's playing on the top line, so it is going to force an adjustment to Keith's plan for what he wanted the lineup to be for these games. Uh, barring there not being injuries, I mean injuries are unavoidable. Suspensions are, you know, questionable, but usually on the player. So. Here we are, what we kind of predicted. Going to be down Michael Bunting. So with that, Steph, a positive thing. The power play tonight was good. I just want to say, though, um, it's nice to have options here. I mean, discussing who can take Bunting's spot. Like, what a privilege that is. Um, Mm -hmm. My heart, just one more last point on this, um, goes to Simmons. Like, I want him to play at least one game in this playoff uh, like i don't know i just want him in and maybe like if the leaves do go all the way you could say that he played right and like this kind of like a perfect timing for that uh nice can have a couple more practices maybe with the leaves and bring up simmons plug him in on the fourth line and put yarn croak with matthews who you know got fed by marner and matthews tonight like we've seen it before and i kind i do like their chemistry so for me, like I wouldn't jump too soon with Nyes, but you you guys are so right. I do love his play around the boards. I love how he digs and digs and doesn't give up. So it's a difficult decision, but my, I would try both. My only argument for not bringing Simmons in is because of how the penalties are being called. Like this is a playoff series and look how many were called tonight. Like he's going to be at least one or two in the game and Nyes just being able to bring that size into the corner like we've been talking about I think is just more useful in this like I don't want to fight fire with fire and keep going to war with Tampa uh, for calls because clearly they're going to win them so I'd rather try to play the game that the Leafs know how to play instead of adjusting the Tampas mm-hmm. Darty, you had your finger up first <coughs> and he's gone so Beaner uh, <laughs> go Beaner, for it the only thing with that is you're basically playing shorthanded because you're only going to play him four or five, maybe six minutes. And the him thought, being who? 
Simmons, sorry. Simmons. Um, and the thought of playing him a lot more than that is basically impossible when it comes to Keefe. You've seen it in his usage this year. And not only that, when he was used this year, guaranteed one of the, one of his first shifts on the ice, he's getting a penalty called against him just by reputation alone. Hmm. It's interesting, though, last season, uh, last playoffs, they wouldn't let anything happen. I felt I felt like the whistles were a lot tighter when Simmons played the game. And um, I don't know, they just didn't let anything go down. So I feel like with that physical deterrent, maybe they'll lean towards more of a skillful game than a you know, physical rough game sort of thing. Like, that's where my mind would go. But I totally agree, Bean. Like, I wouldn't want to see Simmons get a match penalty himself or, you know, costing us a couple penalties. But it's a tough decision. He will. If he plays, guaranteed his first couple of shots, he's at least one penalty. Because, like, Zar didn't play a great game tonight, but you have to think he's going to play a lot better than that. And if you're going to put Simmons in, that's the guy you're probably taking out. And that's, for me, that's a tough trade right now. Yeah. yeah, because Zar, as much as I've been calling him a plug for 90% of the season, has tipped in some clutch goals. You know, he he scores when it's needed, and uh, that fourth line is able to usually hold the puck in the, uh, the offensive zone for a really long time, whether they create a scoring chance or not. It just allows um, other people to set up and change off or kill time when it's needed, whatever it is. They've been good at it. Simmons, I just... Yeah, I don't see him staying out of the box and being useful offensively other than just, you know, matching Corey Perry. And it's like, again, if that's what Tampa wants you to do, I feel like we're just falling into their trap. They If if they have to play that card, then it means that they don't think they can match the Leafs as far as skill goes uh, all the way through the lineup. So I think lean into the fact that you have the depth of skill and keep all your, your scoring threats out there and spread out through the lineup and try to beat Vasilevsky. Because that's that's mm-hmm. it, man. He's their last line of defense. Yeah. Let's not mention too, like um, this game is very much an outlier. So there's going to be a lot of knee jerk reactions from everyone for the next 24 hours. But yeah, you are going to have to make one decision because we do think Bunting's not going to be in. But I don't think going that direction is the move just quite yet. Oh yeah, I wouldn't make any change. Like to to base anything off of this game is tough. Like. Joseph Wall played well. We can say that, I guess. Yeah, yeah only like, it, it same same as last year though. Leafs come out to a five nothing win, and yeah. it it didn't ultimately really have that big of a bearing. That wasn't a you know a, a glimpse into what the rest of the series was going to be. It was a very long, hard fought series. Same thing as this one. The Leafs they've been thinking about this series for months. Because of Batman whole year. and NHL, we've known about this this specific matchup since like January. So yeah. it kind of got in their heads. They won game one last year, probably let up a little bit. You could even see it in the quotes that like everybody was confident. They didn't show it on the ice. And now they've put themselves into a little bit of a hole. Technically they've given up home ice advantage now. So you gotta just you gotta wake up, you gotta play through it. We're going to have to battle the, the refs. I'm not saying that's why we lost the game. We lost the game because we didn't play well at all. Yeah. We didn't defend yeah. in front of the net. Basically what it comes down to. Sammy was a little shaky, but he wasn't horrible. That being mm-hmm. said, the refs did not help anything at all. Like no. anything. That 
the goal who ended up getting it was it perry that jammed it in the one that got reviewed yeah Yeah, that was what i wanted to talk about next was the the jammed in goal so one they were saying okay you know they didn't think it fully crossed the line the view that it was showing on the broadcast live on the play didn't really look like it fully crossed the line so i could kind of see where they were getting there from from that the call on the ice was a goal so you have to have definitive proof to overturn it that's the first problem the Mm -hmm. second problem guilty until proven innocent like it should be right (laughs) the second problem um is that was a joke by the way i know we don't see all the replay angles live during the game and you saw it in intermission in between hand they had an angle where you could see the puck entirely over the line so 100 percent that puck was over the line perspective is everything sammy had his skate on the post it was there the puck was against his pad his pad was not moving under his own will that's what i don't get when keith challenged it for interference I can't see how that was allowed because we've seen plenty of goals disallowed where if it's pushed into the net, like even the Boston game yesterday, um, who was it? DeBrusque. The puck was sitting on top of Lyon's pad and everybody was praising DeBrusque because he made sure to get his stick sideways and only get puck because if he hit the pad, mm-hmm. it, was, it would have been called off. He hit it clean. Like, it, it could not be more ridiculously stupid the way the officiating has gone and yet again we didn't deserve to win that regardless so i'm not saying that's why we lost the game but this is bad like someone check west mccauley's bet 365 account. You, like, he totally made money yeah. on that it, and, and it turned point, like, a 5-3 two, game into a 7-3 game basically like the, they were going to lose but it made it much worse than it needed to be like granted west mccauley made the call on the ice but it was ultimately up to the war room to make that call so it really wasn't west at the end of the day who was finalizing that one right in situation although he did situation you're right like actually give the final call to the ref on the ice if it's not definitive yeah Hmm. (sighs) well i just feel for all those kids crying in the crowd that they're zooming in on all the faces the sad fans oh my god i feel feel you but this is better like uh the this team is much better. Oh my god! Like this tonight, like you guys said, not character, not characteristic of the Leafs whatsoever. Um, didn't look like them at all. I just really want Sammy. them to be lying about Matt Murray. I, don't I know. want Matt Murray to be healthy. Like, do look like this. I, I'm. I love Ilya no. Samsonov. And I, I have no problems with Wall, but I really hope this is one of those like the NHL. NHL teams are notorious for for not telling the truth with their players' injuries and. I really hope that Matt Murray, like, just make him RoboCop, like, fucking tape him up, put some horse tranquilizer in him, and get him out there. Because honestly, like, at this point, like, this is miserable. This is, especially with fucking Wes McCauley being a total douche. Like, I'm sorry, but that's what the guy is at the end of the day. Like, he's got some sort of power trip going on. Um, it's he's notorious now for it, and it's getting to a point. It's getting to a point with this guy where it's like he shouldn't be refereeing um, these games. He shouldn't. He should not be allowed to be any like within a hundred yards of a Maple Leafs game. That's like it's just it's it's sickening that we that they can't at least you know 
kind of play Yahtzee with who gets to to referee these rather these games rather than you know like they knew what was going to happen. Gary Bettman is not a fucking idiot. This is just it's just it's it's ridiculous, right? Like everybody's talking about the refing. If if it's just me, crazy psycho sitting in his car at at, at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock at night saying it, I get it. We're crazy Leafs fans, but it's literally Frege. It's literally fucking you know David Amber. It's literally it's literally Kelly Rudy. Like this is ridiculous now. It we shouldn't be talking. We shouldn't be talking about the fucking refereeing ever. Like the, the NBA is losing it about this. Why the hell can't the NHL figure it out? Well, the I'll fact that everybody, as soon as it was announced that he was calling the game, like it's, it was discussed. Like it shouldn't be on everyone's radar before the game starts that this is going to be an annoyingly officiated game. Like whether it affects the outcome or not, again, the Leafs played like shit. They shouldn't have won this game. They didn't deserve yes. to. But the fact that everybody going into it was like, this officiating is going to be bonkers. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Like I'll preface this by saying, Sorry, um, like Wesley no, intentionally was killed the momentum the several times. He, he did. All right, not great tonight, and, but and that can change. He the does game. have a conflict with Keith outside. True, what I was going for is like he does have a conflict with Keith outside of the rink, where his brother-in-law was in court with him, and Keith has this whole thing with Wes McCauley. So it's kind of weird that there isn't a bit of a conflict of interest there, but you know, that I, I didn't win or lose the game for them. If there's any history between the coaches or players on the team, it should be a conflict of interest that removes the ref from being eligible to especially do a playoff game for them. Just assign him to another fucking game. Yeah, exactly. There's other games going on. It's it's insane that there's they keep doing refs in the league. You, you know it's an issue when quiet, confident, respectful John Tavares comments on it after a game. Like, this is about as spicy as it's going to get coming from JT. But he was quoted as saying, those calls that are borderline, more likely than not, they're going to go their way. Yeah, you had Chelios and Messier ripping on them too. Like, And it's funny to note, um, for a game with so many power plays, so many power play goals, there's only 23 penalty minutes. Uh, last time we faced Tampa, wasn't there like 144 or, you know, over 100 penalty minutes and the penalties were overlapping like crazy. And tonight, it, I'm just kind of shocked to see that, you know, it sucks to say, but only 23 penalty minutes? Really? Well, all we have to do is bench Marner, Matthews, and uh, what was it, Geo, and throw Wall in net, and then we'll win, right? That's, I was speaking that's of, the speaking secret. Of which I uh, I lost my connection a bunch earlier. Of you're talking about who's going to replace time. Bunting, know, but why are we even having this question? It's, we all know it's, it's going to be your foot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey. You know what? Good on him for blocking a shot from Hedman tonight uh, and not being able to make it to the bench because the icing, when he, they showed him like limping off the bench and having to skate back on, like, oh my god, okay. His game wasn't <sighs> completely terrible tonight. No, he had a couple good... Uh, there was one huge shot that he had that Vasilevsky just got the tip of his stick on that I was like, oh, was that Kerfoot? Man, if he scored that, that would have been insane. But of course he didn't. But. Vasilevsky, yeah. man. It was a good shot. Gotta give it to him. 
Yeah. It was one of and the few that didn't play like shit. Nice shot from mm-hmm. William Nylander uh, on that power play going straight in, um, taking Ryan O'Reilly's spot on the first power play unit there. Um, man, it seemed Who like... Who also had a nice goal, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, taking JT's spot right in the bumper there and JT feeding him on the, uh, right in the paint. But Nylander, it seems like he's been looking for that straight shot in for a long time and he's either missing the net or I don't know, it just doesn't work out. So it's nice to see him get one. And for sure. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate. I, I predicted that the bottom six would break through. I mean, we still had the big, some big boys score, but just wasn't enough. And I did call O'Reilly yeah. for school for Toronto. You did, yes. Yep, you called that. Um but no, Leafs didn't play well tonight. Uh, they're two and four in game ones the last six years and um, leading the league in comebacks. But tonight, man, I don't know. Just shake off this rust, shake it all off, uh, put it put it away and turn the page, I guess. Right. Uh, see who can on come up, two. if anyone at all. Yeah. On to game two. Are we going to go 11 and seven or 12 and six? Who comes up, right? Or who does I got to give a shout out to uh, at T Haskey 1998, who seven minutes ago, presumably while we were talking about it, asked, was that the nail in the coffin for Michael Bunting as a leaf? So thanks for asking. Uh, Appreciate it. Good question. And uh, we got there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, uh, I, I touched on it before we started with Southie. I saw a clip. Morgan Barron of the Jets had a scary incident with Lauren Boursois' skate in the game tonight. He left the the game, had to come back. He ended up getting 75 stitches in his face. Holy shit. Whoa. Could have been way worse, though. But definitely could have been a lot worse. Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. So, I mean, on that, I guess uh, we brought it up, but three players for the Lightning go down in this game, and a couple more were quite bruised up on the bench, being tended to with uh, massages and ice packs and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I mean, I again, I'm not thankful for people getting hurt, but I mean, what do we? How do the? It clearly didn't affect them. I mean, we've seen the Leafs get shaken up by an injury, and they just bounced. They, they were able to maintain this. So, I mean, what do you guys feel about this? And I don't want to spend too much time on it because, like, kind of it didn't topic, in this but. game, but going down in the games, I think they're definitely going to feel that, especially if these players are missing multiple games, and like especially Hedman. That's a lot of responsibility for the young D on Tampa to build up for. Yeah, losing Hedman and Chernak, like they mentioned tonight, it really bumped up uh, Sergachev's minutes. And I mean, I know he's able to take it on, but it's like we've seen when you put 28 minutes a night on Morgan Riley, it's oh, going to start to get to him. And then coming in. Yeah. Darty's yeah, up. If, if, oh, sorry, Darty. No, I, I was just going to say one game is one thing, but if you end up being down Hedman and Cernak for the rest of the series, that's a major that's loss. That's and you go from a team that had Hedman, Cernak, um, McDonough, and then you also had Jan Ruda, who used to play almost exclusively with Hedman. And now, if all of them were gone, that's a massive change. And I'm not saying they couldn't do it, 
but that would definitely play. Look, I, I still be, firmly believe that these guys bit. all went to acting school before they came here, and Dirty they're enough. all just milking it. I'm sorry to say, you're probably gonna if when it, when they all get taken out and it's all three, they're all gone three games or something, <laughs> and I'm the asshole. I'll accept it, but I still think I'm so skeptical. I think these guys are are really just milking it, and you will. And mark my words, you'll see every single one of them back on the ice and just as dastardly as they were at the beginning. All right. I just, I think it's all crocodile tears. And hey, if Chernock's actually injured, I, I'm sorry. All right. I'm terribly sorry for being a dick. But right now, I just said, I, I still firmly believe these guys are just really good actors and they're going to keep milking this for as long as they can. Okay. I think the thing that injured him the most, it seemed, was the Matthew shot off his elbow. He almost snapped the guy's arm in half. Uh, he was holding mm -hmm. his arm for a long time there. Uh, wasn't the ballerina twirl oh, onto his ass? I don't know. Or unless he hit his funny bone or his uh, tailbone the wrong way. But, man, Bunting can't even reach his head with his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Hmm. No, um uh, Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the we, mood. Sigh. We have a uh, we have a question here from Mikey D. Do you start Wall in Game Two? Fuck no. That's crazy. You took Samsonov out of this game just to preserve him for the next game, so he didn't get hurt. Although he let like one or two that he probably should have had. I think he saved a whole bunch from you know going in this game. Could have been way way out of reach. Yeah, and you don't want him to feel like. You know he's lost the spot, and now Wall's competing for his job he's here in the playoffs. It. Like, you know, he played the whole season for this. It's not fair to give Wall uh, game two after playing seven games and just kind of coming in to help everybody. That's his role. No, and we we kind of saw it too this season with Sammy. Like, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I don't recall him having multiple bad games in a row. Typically, he he's been able to kind of shake it off and bounce back. Um, and I, I don't know if it's like the, the language barrier. So maybe the Toronto media doesn't get to him as much as it would some other goalies, but he does seem to have that ability. So I definitely would go back to him for next game. And it's gotta be at least a little reassuring for Keith to be able to have Joseph wall there just in case, because the team doesn't change their style of play in front of them, which we've seen mm -hmm. in the past, right? When Freddie was our starter, they played one way, and when the backup was in, they played another because it just completely changed their thoughts of, of who was back there for them. And I don't, and unless you're going down to Shalgren, I don't see that happening. He's not McElhaney. No. So I, I, I think you, you have to go back to Sammy for game two. It, it wasn't on him. Yes, the Braden point five hole goal was horrid, but the rest of them, like, he was. Pretty much hung up. Uh, you actually uh, said something, mentioned something about um, uh, how he has a good Agreed. comeback Dirty. game. Go that for made it. me realize that our biggest problem right now is we need to beat Vasilevsky in two games in a row. I don't think that's been done yet. That was the biggest talking point last year. We need to fucking put this stupid son of a gun on his ass two games in a row. That's how we know we got them beat. All right. Because he's got that record. I'm pretty sure he still has it. that playoff record where he has not been beat two games in a row. I think you are correct. Because, I mean, that didn't happen last time. Oh, no. Did that in the Colorado series? 
Well, we, need to prove it. we still need to prove it here now, it right? Because this guy still, he still looked very that, strong. He looked way too strong. I would have rather yeah, lost I mean, Bunting to fucking knocking him across the back of the 100%. head than to what Bunting did to Chernak. I'm sorry to say, but they also got way too damn close to, to Sammy, so I'm not upset for saying that one, all right? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, if, if they're going to put, like, you know, cheap little, uh, cheap, cheap little, you know, you know, not even they're not really they haven't actually hurt Sam Samsonov, but they're getting pretty close. Like especially Perry, they're getting way too close for comfort. I saw Maroon fall over him um, too. It's like if they're gonna put, if they're gonna allow that shit to happen, if they're gonna say yo we're gonna be the dirty team to just keep falling on their goaltender, then we we have every right to fucking make sure that we put a lot of pressure on on Vasilevsky, and we should we should be there in his face every single game. And real quick on that, in trying to clear people out from in front of Samsonov tonight, Luke Shen took like the most insane bullshit cross-checking penalty I think I've ever seen. Is that not something you're allowed to do no, every true. night of the not week? Not in front of West McCauley, not on playoffs, this ice, not on Gary Bettman's ice. Call? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking hating me? See... I always laugh at people who, you know, put the tinfoil hats on and have all these conspiracy theories about everything. But you see some of the shit that went on tonight and it really makes you think. Like, Gary Bettman can't have the Leafs making it far in the playoffs because the Leafs would make too much money that way, which would then adversely affect the hockey or increase the hockey-related revenue, which would then make the cap have to go up. Well, if the cap ceiling goes up, the cap floor has to go up. And if the cap floor has to go up, then Arizona definitely can't afford their players. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to go there. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's not, I think conspiracy not. or not, it's a fact. <laughs> like Steph. I think the best is when, and I'm just getting this from reading our inside the ring group chat here. Um, you have to ask a person's unbiased opinion who knows absolutely, you know, nothing about players or teams and give, for example, Mike the Fanatic was texting his wife who has an unbiased non-hockey watching opinion and he sent clips of certain penalties so one of the clips was the shin call and he said shin was called for cross-checking here and she's like it's a normal hit isn't it he pushed him away and then mike's like he right he pushed him away cross-checking is literally using your stick and she's like no no it was a push and she goes on to explain more like even with the goal over the line okay that was iffy but like the camp slashing call Right. Uh, she simply says 78 dove to block the shot. 64 tried to get the puck, but I wouldn't see I didn't see anything wrong. I wouldn't say it was hooking or anything. 52 got the puck and lightning stick went awfully close to the state skates. I don't know what I was supposed to see here. And then he's like, OK, so do you see it as a no penalty on either part? She's like, no penalty there for either team. And then he's like camp 64 was called for slashing so it's just interesting to you see you heard it here somebody who listens to the show's girlfriend says that those are not penalties which means <laughs> they're not penalties but guys. that's right so, like it's uh, uh no I'm, I'm just 
<laughs> I know. But it's it is facts. completely fair that if if the layman hockey fan that knows at least what the call should be or the definition of it can see that and go, wait, what happened there? Then that like, means that pretty like, old, but like you're making I, the game inaccessible. When I was younger, you never called that shit in the playoffs. Like in the nineties, that my God, you'd have to maul someone to get called for that. But he just tapped the stick. It was like a legit stick ch- check. I, I don't know. I thought that was probably the worst call of the night. Bean bean. Okay. Rule 59. NHL rule book, 2023 edition. 59.1. Cross-checking. The action of using the shaft of the stick between the two hands to forcefully check an opponent. Legitimately, the way the penalty is worded, it is impossible for that to have been a cross-check. Yeah, because he literally had one hand. Stupid. Sorry. You're yeah. a duster, Wes McCauley. You make Tim Peel look good. Good. You're a real fucking rat piece of shit. Yeah. Guaranteed I'm sorry. money on it. <laughs> and it's not about, you know, uh, someone who's not a hockey fan and kind of knows the rules and yada yada. It's someone s- describing the play on what they see exactly what happened. So was the stick there or not? Was it simply a push in your opinion from your observation? Like you don't have to know any of the rules, but they can describe the action, which will mm-hmm. clearly state the outcome in our rule book. So Bean, you're absolutely right. Like stick wasn't there. Uh, something so simple that happens every single game in the regular season. No. There was no stick. No stick. <laughs> no roughing either. Uh, yeah. No stick. And and yeah, as what Darty was trying to touch on earlier, the Avalanche won games one and two last year in the final. So that oh. streak is over. Right, right. Um. So I have nothing else for this game. If you guys have anything you want to close with. I think that's it till next uh, next time and hope for the better. Yeah. Just the fucking write off. Next game has to be completely yeah. different. They just have to block it out of their minds and start over. Yeah. I'd play an outro. What do you want? But, I'll improvise. Uh, I've been trying to play things and nothing's working, so it's not gonna work. <laughs> Leafs booed off the ice, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you, well, whatever you feel. I thought like, you'd ha- you'd click something on the soundboard and then you'd tell me what it is, and then I'd try to replicate it. <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> just sing us out, dirty. No, I'm just I'm just leaving leaving space to throw it in. Well, did you guys see that? Uh... <laughs> I keep lagging. Sorry, guys. So it's cutting out on me. But. Edmonton trashed their arena right after they lost last night. Eh? A bunch. I was encouraging the same oh, here, all right. Like, is it? Yeah, I, it doesn't. At the end of the day, the who cares about the oh, Leafs and this? Oh, this makes Bettman look bad, so do it. All right. If it happens on our <laughs> ice, that's amazing. I encourage any fans of the Leafs right now because it's not the Leafs. Don't just don't boo the Leafs players. Just throw the shit on the ice because it makes Bettman look bad. Okay. I am encouraging it here, kids. Adults. 
I'm not endorsing that. Inside no, the rink honest, is in no honestly, way though, endorsing right? like, throwing. You're not affiliated. Right? Right? Like, it's a little bit garbage. What went, went down? It didn't look good either for like for um, for Edmonton, but Edmonton actually like really like they kind of they had that game in the bag. They stunk that up. I feel for their fans. All right, like this one is just from from the from the beginning. It looked like it was where the refs were out to get us. Right, like it's just it's kind of shit. Edmonton also had seven penalties called against them, and some of them were quite questionable. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Have a good night, everybody. Go Hopefully the next game's better. Go, 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 go. We love you, Marty.